JM, your second company, pivotal moment in your life. You've opened up what was happening on the inside of you. On the outside, everything seemed great, right? Everything was great on the outside. The world thought JM was doing great. Successful, flying high. But behind the curtain, but behind JM's mirror, I like to call it your own mirror, your body, your marriage, probably your mind, your own self, you were struggling. Talk about that. Yeah, man. My wife, who I've, we're married now almost 18. Oh, shoot. I'm working on 19 years. My goodness. We were separated, brother, for a year. And the kids that I talk about, I, it got to a point where I was with them 50%, if that, at the time. And to your point, if you look from the outside, making seven figures plus a year, everything is, looks great. But I was freaking miserable, bro. I hated going to work every single day. I didn't like coming home either. There was like no reprieve. And it was because I truly wasn't being my authentic self is what I discovered. I was almost 300 pounds. I was not healthy. And I was an athlete growing up and, and in college. And it's, I reached this point where, gosh, was this rock bottom? I don't know, but it was as close as I want to get to rock bottom. And that's when I started to look in the mirror and say, you know what? This isn't on anyone else but you and uh, let's make some changes and it took time man it's not like overnight okay hey let's make some changes and it just boom no that's not the way it works you created this mess over a long term so it's going to take some steps to get out of it within that year period i got back to my fighting weight really for my weight my wife and my relationship got back on solid ground and it, i'm so glad it happened that's the funny thing our communication today is so much better than it would have been had we not gone through it. So that's what I mean by facing those crappy times where it's, I'm so glad it happened because our relationship is that much stronger today. And I value my time with my kids that much more today than if I hadn't experienced that. Good on you for having that awareness during those low moments in your life and reflecting and saying, okay, I guess I need to do something about this. But needing to do something about it, JM, and actually doing something about it, like we started the show, are really two different things. I'm curious, what was the role that accountability played in helping you, JM, stay focused and staying committed to making that shift? Because you had to do it day to day. You said yourself, I was hating work, I was hating coming home. But yet you found the strength in yourself to look in your own mirror and go, okay, I got to be accountable to, to myself on a daily basis, because I know that if I do this on a daily basis, good will come of it. How did you do it? Yeah, man, the word need and should, if I could take some words out of the dictionary, those would be two of them because I chose to, I get to do this. I get to go live my best life. I get to go be happy at work. I get to go repair my relationship and no one else was going to do it. No one was there to fix it, but me. And so I get the opportunity or conversely, I get the opportunity to continue down this misery path and tell everybody, woe is me. And I just made the choice that I get the opportunity to show up as the best version of me. And when I did that, it brought me back to so many lessons that I learned from my parents. The, one of the first lessons my dad said, do what you say you're going to do. That's it. That's it. There's nothing. It's not a fancy concept. 
do what you say you're going to do. I committed to that. And I said, I'm going to have an incredible marriage. And I got the chance to repair that over time. And that allowed me to look in the mirror and say, you are not a victim. You get to be a victor. Now you made mistakes, right? And that's one of the things my wife and I talked about is, look, we made the mistakes, but we're not going to dwell on the past. We're going to focus on moving forward. And so we got the chance to do that together. And it's funny, man. People say all the time, I have to go to the gym. No, you don't. You get to go to the gym. Like you were talking about doing the Peloton, 196 weeks, I think you said, every single day. You don't have to do that, but you get to. And I think people fail to realize what a powerful concept that is because there are people that cannot hop on that bike. They're physically incapable of doing it, but you can. And so you get to do that. You choose to do that. That's incredible and embrace that gift. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm sure there's days that you woke up within those weeks mm. where you're like, no, dude, I don't want to do this, but I get to. And when you embrace that concept, next thing you know, you've become addicted to it. And now you probably can't imagine not hopping on the bike. It would be foreign hop not hopping on the bike because you get to. That's non-negotiable time. That accountability time for myself is non-negotiable. Every single day has to start with dad in the gym. Right. And to me, JM, the gym's the metaphor of whether that's like today's rest and recovery day. I wasn't pushing big heavy weight today. It was more about yoga, more about mindset, more about taking it easy so I can go hard again tomorrow and hard on Saturday. Right. But it's that mindset, but it's non-negotiable for me. That whole, this whole, that, and that's how I ensure my accountability. Sure. Some of it's gamification. Do you think I want to see that streak broken where I'm, where I haven't made 193 weeks or hundred? No, it's, it's the same thing. Just let me step away for one second. It's the same thing with this jar of peanut butter. So for the month of November, I, I call up my audience on what, what I call is no month, JM. Uh, last November, I woke up after Halloween going, I feel like shit. I crushed all the chocolate. I crushed all the peanut butter because I love peanut butter. It goes to everything. And I made it a habit every November to make it no month. Put my poison aside and just say no to it. So this November, I asked my audience to say the same thing. But I'm sharing this with you because it's now, what, December 13th? daddy still hasn't opened up the peanut butter jar right so i so i ensure my accountability by okay if i break the tape i'm going to feel really bad about that if i break the streak of 192 weeks i'm going to feel really bad about that so that's part of the motivation how did you ensure that you stayed accountable to yourself and your family during your tough times because there's no gamification going on for jm at that point in your low lives Again, the reason you go to the gym every single day is so you feel you're non-negotiable. So you feel amazing, right? So you show up as the best version of you. That, that, that was it for me because mm -hmm. the opposite is I continue to not have my kids over 50% of the time. That, that was not something I was okay with. Mm -hmm. I get to not be with my wife. I didn't want that. I thought in the, at a moment I didn't want to be together, but the truth is I didn't like who I was looking at in the mirror. And so how did I do it? I chose me. I chose to get back to being my happy, authentic self. And some of those things that you had to take away, right? Getting back to the gym. That was something that I had lost. Well, here's the funny thing about the gym. I don't go to the gym today for the physical side. Although, yes, it's a piece of it. I go for the mental side. Mm 
Hmm. Because if I don't go work out, if I don't do, I'm tonal. I have Peloton as well, but tonal is my obsession. Oh, I, yeah. It's, it's freaking amazing. But if I don't do it, I don't feel great. If I don't do my yoga every single morning, which is my, it's not a heavy session. It's 11 minutes. I don't feel right. If I don't do my breathing, I don't feel right. If I don't do my affirmations, I don't feel right. If I don't do my meditation, I don't feel right. And for me, if I'm not feeling right, guess what? I don't, I'm not showing up as the best dad, the best employer, the best husband. And now my life starts to suck. I don't like that. I don't want my life to suck. So to you, like you said, non-negotiables, I, I guess I think of it as in, yeah, I do this because I want to be the best version of me. Mm -hmm. I like being happy. So would I ever choose to be unhappy or would I choose to be happy? I'm going to choose to be happy every single time. What does that look like? That looks like doing those, as you said, non-negotiables. That's just part of the routine. Mm -hmm. I picked up on the fact that you said 11 minutes, which tells me a lot about how you think. Because when you look at an hour, you're like, oh, I can get that done in 11 minutes. I can get myself, my yoga, my mobility done in 11 minutes. Talk about the power of 11 minutes to JM. Yeah. So numbers, this is a dark, deep <laughs> rabbit hole that we could go down. Numbers are a huge thing for me. And truly being efficient mm. with my time is important. I already told you I'm not type A, which I'm not. However, I also really like the idea of getting everything done so I can show up as the best version of me. Now, that's seven total poses involved with all seven chakras. That's how I chose it at a minute and a half a piece. As you add it all up, it ends up at about 11 minutes on the dot, similar to the breathing that I do. That's also 11 minutes. The yoga, excuse me, the affirmations, that's two minutes or three minutes. It depends on the day. And then meditation can vary, man. It could be nine minutes one day. It could be 33 minutes. But the whole idea is I have a window of time that I'm going to get mm. this stuff done in. And if I have extra time, cool. Maybe I'm journaling a little bit more. Maybe I decide that's the time I want to... I don't know, watch a TikTok video. I, whatever your thing is, it doesn't freaking matter. But I build in the time that I'm going to do all this so that I can show up as the best employer by the time I'm expected to. Not that there's a specific time, but I've put in my mind, I need to be ready to go by 10 a.m. Everything's, I'm on fire by that point. Some days, does it have to be earlier? Yeah, because we have earlier interviews and things happen. But on a daily basis, by 10 a.m., I've done everything that I needed to do for me. Now I can show up for everyone else. Man, we are aligned because I'm, I'm on the power of 10 a.m. too. I, uh, people, look, people ask me, so Keith, what's your day look like? My, day, my alarm goes off at 4.40. Uh, some days I snooze. Admittedly, I, I will, I'm not going to say I'm fucking Superman all the time and I don't snooze. I know that guy's like, oh, you're snoozing your life away for nine minutes. You know what? Sometimes daddy's got to snooze. But anyways... <laughs> My dogs don't snooze. By 5 a.m., they're like, Dad, you're not snoozing anymore. You got to get up and feed us. So I get up, I feed the dogs, and then my, I got my coffee. I, get my, I read my morning news, and I get my day going. And I do not book meetings with anybody before 10 a.m. Because that is my window into myself to get my stuff done. Because the moment I start booking meetings with JM and everybody else takes my time. So I, I'm on the same 10 a.m. And then I'll go till 10 p.m. at night. But... I'll drive my kids from time to time throughout the day and the evening. As long as I'm as long as I'm taking care of my customers, my members, my audience, 
I, I then fit everything else back into the life, right? But that's how I work my day. How about yourself? No, brother, it's it's similar. And I was actually going to ask you because I have a specific rule. Yeah. I don't do negativity before 10 a.m. either. Ah, yeah. Now, this was something that was fascinating. There's not a lot of non-negotiables with my wife and I. For hers, it's simple. JM, you can't drink and drive because back when we were separated, that was a problem. Dude, I'm a kid from Montana that definitely can put them back and drive just fine. Not saying it's good. I'm and, just saying I can't. And our generation, I'm 51. Our generation, that was just normal growing up, wasn't it? You pop the two four in the back of the pickup truck, head on down the back roads of Montana, go have some beers with your buddies, right? My brother, I we didn't go anywhere without having an open beer. It's just the way it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> gosh, I have so many stories on that. That was her non-negotiable. It's like, hey, no drinking and driving. I was like, yeah, now that's pretty simple. For God's sakes, with Uber and lift mm -hmm. and all the things like yeah easy non-negotiable mine for her was i will do anything negatively i'll deal with any negativity but it won't happen until 10 a.m now does that always happen no of course there's exceptions but she knows now like if the world's on fire tell me about it after 10 a.m and i'll be at that mental place to be ready to respond and not react because what i found is before I would do all the things that I do for myself, all the morning routine, and you give me negative news, now the rest of my day just goes like this. It just goes downhill. So I've chosen to say, look, I'm going to do everything I can to show up as the best version of me. And by 10 a.m., I'll be there. And like you said, I'm, I'm not quite 5 a.m. now. I'm 5.45 to 5.55. I've, I've given myself an extra hour. But... I give myself that time from six to 10 to really focus on me. And some of it is taking the kids or doing, helping with that stuff. But the majority of it is to sh really pour into myself so I can show up as the best version of me.